Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hello and welcome to Bringing Wellbeing to Life, where we take wellbeing research off the page and into our lives. I'm Dr. Denise Quinlan and today I'm talking to Dr. Emma Woodward from the Child Psychology Service based out of Auckland and they provide nationwide support to young people, their schools and their families, psychological support that is. Emma, you're very welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? A really important question to be asking each other at the moment, isn't it? It really is. So today is March 24th and New Zealand is preparing to go to level four um, where we go into national self-isolation. I'm here to talk to Emma. I want to have a wee chat about, so what are the things we can do as parents and teachers to um, support, comfort and care for young people um, and thinking about the weeks ahead? And I guess, Emma, one of the first things I want to raise with you is um, I very deliberately said level four national self-isolation rather than lockdown, because I think language really matters right now. What's your thought on that? I think that's a really important point to make. I think we need to keep the language as as calm and consistent and as unsensational as possible really our kids are picking up on things and language as you know the way that we construct language constructs our reality and our perceptions and then how we respond to things so I think it's really important to think about how we're turning this next phase of protecting ourselves yeah and I think where we can say it's where we are all looking after the whole country that it's an act of compassion and caring for the whole community by shutting down into our little family groups to keep everybody safe. Exactly that. And and I think that gives children a really nice thing to hold on to, that what we're doing is purposeful. And it's also a sense of community too. There's something about it that's not just for them, it's for the good of everybody. And that gives people a sense of hope and optimism. So as we think about, you know, we're, in, we're in, uh, on the Tuesday and our preparations for Level 4 end Wednesday, are there any things you would want to advise parents or teachers to be getting into their homes or to be thinking about? I think the first thing that we need to do is just sitting down with our kids and explaining to them what's going on and why. And really slowly, I think actually... It's a bit of a double-edged sword, you know, going into this period of um, self-isolation. But it's good that we've been given a little bit of time to prepare because we can talk our children through the steps of that today. We're going to do this to get ourselves ready for tomorrow. There's a sense of certainty and predictability in it, even though the whole situation is quite uncertain and unpredictable. And it gives us a sense of not a knee-jerk response, but a very calm and measured approach to keeping ourselves safe. And I'm, I must say, I am really grateful to our government because I feel like they're being like a good parent to me. I was introduced to the four levels on Friday. We're at level two, not panicky. And then quietly we've gone to level three and we've been told when we will go to level four. 
And in terms of managing people's panic and anxiety around that and the anxiety coming from uncertainty, that's the best thing that the government could have done. And obviously, my accent, I'm British, and it's a very different story. Different governments are dealing with it in a very different way. And I'm very pleased to be here on Kiwi soil right now. And actually, that does remind me, I was talking to my sister in London um, as they were making their announcement about the country going into lockdown. And she was in tears. And and I was saying, hang on, feel the ground beneath your feet. And for me and a lot of people, I know that that sense of reminding yourself the earth is still here. You, It is still supporting you. Nothing has changed from the last moment to now. And it is something that I do say to, to my family, like just feel anytime something happens that rattles you, feel the ground beneath your feet before you respond. And I think that's a, that's a lovely thing to do because I think it is. It's about pausing, getting a sense of perspective and then using your thinking brain to move forward with what your action is next rather than reacting. And I think we've seen a lot of reactions and, you know, we've seen a lot of people panic buying. We've seen a lot of people going out and buying lots of toilet paper. And, you know, there is no judgment that people are trying to create control in a very uncontrolled environment. That's the one thing they can do. They can prepare. But actually, I think, like you said, we're being parented very well by the government at the moment, which has calmed that sense of anxiety. So we can then calm our anxiety and our children, which is lovely. We've been afforded a really good run up to this experience. So for today and tomorrow, it's about talking our children and young people through what's coming, letting yep. them know that we have a plan. And then what, what's your other advice to people for the coming day? Uh, and there's a purpose to that plan as well. You know, this is about protection and keeping ourselves safe and, and caring for other people too. Um, and so after that, I think it's it's about being mentally prepared for ourselves and taking it day by day. As much as I love my children, I'm a mum to four boys, I love them dearly. If I think about possibly spending the next five, six weeks indoors with them all, all day, every day, it makes my heart race. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... <laughs> <laughs> there's only so much we're going on a bear hunt you can play in a day no and so I think what we need to do is just take it day by day I think this morning for example in our household and there's many ways to do this this isn't the right way to do it but it feeds into that sense of routine and rhythm we've all sat down we had a family meeting this morning we've drawn up a schedule we've decided we're going to do things like put our pajamas on every morning even though we're not leaving our house and we've got a rhythm no, to the day get dressed or you said we're going to put our pajamas on oh no let me take our pajamas off <laughs> yeah, and put our clothes on yes indeed <laughs> um so we're gonna we're gonna take our pajamas off we're gonna put our clothes on every morning and we've got an hourly rotation to activities and breakfast lunch dinner and tidying up and bath and bed are staying the same there is a structure in the routine because it's calming and people can look to that that structure they can look to the routine they can look to the rhythm and work out where we are because certainty creates a sense of calmness we so can, we can stick to existing routine or create new ones that are calming and enjoyable and maybe even a bit fun yeah and the boys have put activities in there too and now is not the time to be worrying about too much screen time I mean obviously you don't want your kids on screens all day every day but 
we're, we're in a very extraordinary time and the magnitude of what we're being asked to do shouldn't really be lost. So we need to think in an extraordinary way to keep everybody safe and happy. And I just keep telling myself the mantra that I've told myself and the script that I have for myself is in the future because this too shall pass. It's not permanent. It's temporary. Is that I want my children to look back on this extraordinary time and think, wasn't that wonderful four weeks, six weeks, whatever, how long it is that we got with mum and dad? And that that what what they got out of that was fun. They have their overarching memory of this time, although it was tumultuous for the grown-ups, actually, if you're thinking about other stuff. For the kids, they were in their bubble and they were happy and safe and they were well cared for. And so in order to make our bubbles happy and safe, um, what are some of the strategies apart from routine structure that you'll be using? Well, first of all, I will be focusing on my own patients and self-care and I'll be focusing on the tone that I speak to my husband with because I think that's really important, I know. <laughs> and um, Andrew and I have already had a discussion around this because we're going to spend a lot of time together and it's going to be difficult. Andrew's working from home, I'm trying to work from home. Everybody's needs need to be met in a very different way. So we're starting with ourselves. So we're thinking about how we approach this as a team of two parents and then what we need, not just work time, but mental health time in order to be present and able for our kids. That whole oxygen mask analogy. What do we do to keep ourselves well so we can be the thinking brain of our family to help our children? So things like being able to have five minutes time out if we need to go for a walk around the garden or making sure that we get to do something maybe enjoyable with one of the children or on our own and, and actually also making sure that we get the kids in bed by half past seven eight o'clock so we get some time without parenting too so we can be grown-ups too so I think those are really important things to have in your day too because if you're not okay you can't make the kids okay so that's the first thing really and I'm I keep hearing Jacinda Ardern's words be kind and I know um, that myself and my partner are, are upping our kindness because there was an element of, oh, my word, there's now more working from home. And, um, and he's a medic, so there's some more working from home and some more going out and being at high risk. And how we're going to manage all that and whose space is whose. And, and it's like, yeah, time to just – I've been looking at mess and going – there's going to be plenty of time to sort this out. Now is not the time. <laughs> so a bit of gentleness, a bit of patience. Indeed. A bit of acknowledgement that, that your spouse's experience will be different to yours and different things will stress them out too. And just this is the time for empathy and kindness. She's very, very right indeed. Um, and so, Emma, really right now, Kind, kindness, empathy for others, preparing a little bit, um, thinking about the routines we're going to put in place. And then um, in terms of activities to keep people occupied and not going loopy sort of and cabin fevery, what, what kind of games are on the agenda in your house? Oh, I don't think there's anything off the agenda at the moment. We're limited by resources. I've just started a community Facebook group and I've put a, G drives um, sheet together so we've got a community we're starting a community resource library where we're going to have things if we've got things we can drop them off at the end of the drive so we can all share things when we and also some activities that we're doing with the kids because it feels like a lot of pressure to come up with something constantly for your kids all the time um yesterday was row 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 your boat in laundry baskets with the two little ones the two big ones we've been hunting the garden we've been around the garden today looking for skinks 
just all sorts of different things really my children are between nine and nine months if you've got older children they're going to be more self-directed in what they want to do and how they want to spend their time I think also there's so much stuff if you are going to use your smartphones at this time use it to search the internet and find out activities that you can do at home great idea yeah somebody told me um about uh a kind of a version of where's wally where you send a photograph to a friend that you've taken on your phone and it could be like a corner of your house or your garden and and they have to find the beetle or find the that's a really cool idea. There's also a lovely video that has come out of China, actually, and it's Chinese parents entertaining their children during the lockdown in China and some of the activities that they were doing with their kids. And I think also that sends a sense of connection with your kids. If you watch out with your kids and kind of go, which one do you want to do? It shows them they're not alone in this experience. Other people are ahead of us in the, ahead of us in the journey and they've kind of done it and gone through it and been okay and things are changing slowly there. And so it kind of gives that temporal perspective as well as a sense of choice and control, which is hugely important in managing kids' anxieties. I love that. So choice and control. We're going to construct the routine together. What will we do when? Um, Giving them a sense of agency, helping them think through what things they would like most. That all sounds really, really reassuring. And how about, Emma, if we do have young people with us who are – maybe a little more anxious than average what's your strategies for them keep checking in with them making sure that you are with them you can be present with them if we've got anything now it's an abundance of time and so making sure that you can be present with them and be their thinking brain you need to be reassuring them you need to be checking in with them you need to be helping real kind of focus their attention on the here and now not worrying about the past or worrying about the future what can we do right now to make you feel okay and so really, really checking in with people. But I'm, and I'm, and I'm hearing in my head, I know um, my son would say, stop asking me. And, <laughs> and I met someone whose daughter said, are you worried about me, mum? You've asked me an awful lot how I am. Whose anxiety is, is it? And whose anxiety are we managing? And it's, that's a really good point because you don't want to assume that your kids have got worries about this situation. To be honest with you, um, I don't think my kids are that worried at all. They're just quite pleased they don't have to go to school at the moment. That might wear off. Um, but focus on the good stuff. If a benefit is that they don't have to go to school, that's fine with the younger kids. But it, it is about whose anxiety, whose need are you meeting by asking that question? Is it your anxiety that you need to know that your kid's okay? Or is it about checking in with your kid? And that's that's the important thing, because we don't want to raise anxieties where there were potentially there was not really an issue before. So you can take opportune moments to do that. You can have family meetings at the end of the day and kind of just check in with everyone's feelings. Practicing gratitude is a really good point um, point of the day to do that, too. Three good things about the day. What did you like? What can we take forward for tomorrow? Uh, If something comes up on the news or something, something kind of is talked about, check in with your kid to make sure that they've got the right construction around that. And if you don't know, don't know. But I think, children, we need to make sure that we've got, that our kids have got a good grip, a good sensible grip on what's going on at the moment. For example, my seven-year-old came home the other day and said, if you get coronavirus, you're going to die. He didn't actually seem that worried about it, to be honest with you. It was just something you'd heard in the playground. And so that we could then have a conversation about that in terms of 
lots of people have had it some people have died most people have got better on their own is there anything else that you've heard is there anything else you're worried about be opportunistic rather than forceful in your questioning of your kids i like that idea of just as much information as they need when they ask for it not flooding them with things yeah no no and their attention should be somewhere else at the moment it should be on it's almost quite an exciting time it's a dramatic kind of exciting time and let them have the excitement and let the grown-ups hold the worry. And that's the, that's the way that I see it at the moment and make sure that we're okay to do that for our kids. Oh, so I love this idea that for our children, it's like a giant slumber party with their parents and how can we make it fun and what good things can we put into our routines and make that sustainable over a number of weeks. Not not the full MGM production, the full picture. (laughs) I know one of the things that's emerging, I, I guess this is a plea for me to say, and some of this will be emergent. So something that I didn't expect that is kind of coming out to be my new routine is um, in the morning, myself or my partner bring up tea and we have one or two cups of tea in bed and I FaceTime my family in Ireland and we link in with my sister in London and that feels like a really fun way to start the day for me. So I'm going to start working a bit later so that I can make room for that in my day. Yeah, and if we can't bring some aspects of joy into our life at a time like this, then, you know, when can you do it? It's really important. And I was having a conversation with a colleague of mine, and um, we were both talking about the fact that actually I think in a few months' time, we're going to see small businesses boom because entrepreneurs have had time at home to be creative and cogitate on stuff. There's, I think there's a lot of good stuff that can, there's a potential for a lot of good stuff to come out of this period too. And I think if we can focus our attention on that, we're going to keep ourselves well. We've got no idea what might happen in the future. Let's not hypothesize about it. Let's choose to focus on what we want to happen from this. Lovely. Emma, it's been really nice talking to you. (laughs) Thank you. I know you've got four children that are keen to uh, play with you, so we won't keep you too much longer. But just to say, so I'm loving this, the, the, to kind of summarize our conversation. It's around preparing, having, thinking about routines, constructing those with our children, finding the fun, noticing what's good, um, if there, if there are silver linings, like I'm not going to school and that feels great today, find, go for and find and accept the, the silver linings. Um, and calm parents have calm children. But to the greater extent they do. And also, you know, if you notice your child beginning to worry or something, check in with them and help reconstruct their ideas in a way that they can make sense of as much as we can do. And don't try and do too many steps ahead because we don't know those many steps ahead. Here and now, what can I do to make myself feel better and make my children feel okay? Lovely. Just dealing in the here and now. Indeed. That's all we've got right now. And tell me, what's something that's been good in your day today? Oh, this has been good, actually. It's been really lovely speaking with you. It's been a nice punctuation to my day. It's also been really lovely this morning to watch my children sit with us this morning around the family meeting and construct a, 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 a structure, a rhythm to the day and see how engaged they were in that and how thoughtful they were about it and how what good sensible choices they made 
and it wasn't all about trying to wiggle in extra device time or anything. It was actually really thoughtful. And um, I kind of I sat there and was the observer in my head of the process as it was going on. And I, I felt quite proud of them. And for anyone who knows my children, they're not easy kids. You know, I'm not sitting here talking from a position of privilege. They're four little boys. But it was really so nice. Remind, people, remind me what age they are so that our, our people who are watching and listening know. Oh, so the youngest is nine months, Arthur's nine months, Henry is three, George is seven, and Albert is nine. So they're all, there's a wide range of interests, there's a broad, broad spectrum of kind of activities that we need to put in place to keep them engaged. Um, and so it was just really nice to see how sensible they were. And I actually think there's some credit to be given to the school and how the school's prepared them to come away from school too in that, the conversations they've been having in school. I've been really impressed with the way that they've dealt with this. And big shout out to our teachers. I saw a meme somewhere saying, you know, in another couple of weeks, we're all going to want to increase teachers' pay. <laughs> I already want to increase their pay. <laughs> when, 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 when parents all around the world really appreciate how hard it is to try and teach your kids. And I think, you know, I think there's a point there to be made. You know, teachers have a specific, wonderful skill set. I, I don't think that I could manage 30 kids, getting them to focus on phonics or whatever it is for a period of time um, in, in, a, in a classroom environment. But your children can learn through many, 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 many experiences. Don't sit down and suck the joy out of learning by forcing them to do things and getting into these power battles where you're losing your patience and they're not loving learning. Up. These are extraordinary times, do extraordinary things to get you through the day, to keep everyone happy, and that's essentially it. Your children aren't going to fall too far behind. There is learning in every activity if you look hard enough. Uh, and we're going to end it there. I think that is very reassuring for every parent um, to know we're not suddenly going to be expected to, to hold the fort educationally. We're just holding it together for ourselves and our children. Indeed. Emma, it's been lovely talking to you, and I hope we can get to do this again next week. I'm excited. I'll speak to you soon. Take care and enjoy the time with your family. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Bringing Wellbeing to Life on ORFM Dunedin. If you'd like to learn more, our book, The Educator's Guide to Whole School Wellbeing, is available from nziwr.co.nz from early 2020. You can also listen to a podcast of this show on oar.org.nz, on nziwr.co.nz, and you can also subscribe to Apple Podcasts. I'm Dr. Denise Quinlan. Thank you for listening. This program has been brought to you by the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience. For more information on how schools, communities and workplaces can grow their wellbeing and resilience, go to nziwr.co.nz. Take ORFM Dunedin with you wherever you go with podcasts and streaming of primo local content. Download the accessmedia.nz app for free from Google Play and the Apple App Store. This programme was first broadcast on ORFM Dunedin and made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.